everybody, welcome to another episode of Together for Equality podcast, a podcast created to provide insights and share ideas on how to build a more inclusive and equal society, be better professionals and build, and build greater organizations. My name is Joana and I'm a second year undergraduate student and I'll be leading this episode together with our wonderful guests. In today's episode, we will talk about gender equality in football. And to share some of these ideas, I am really excited to introduce you, Leonor Silva. Welcome. Who is a second year and a great student at Catholica Lisbon and also has been for many years a very talented football player. So, welcome and thank you for being here with us today. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, and as you said, I'm a second year student here at Católica. Uh, before that, I went to high school in Escola Secundária do Estelo, and I've been playing federated football since I was 13, so this will be my seventh year. Uh, and before that, I played three years of basketball too, uh, and I love anything that has to do with sports. What else? I'm a big foodie and a huge Formula One fan. Okay, so nice. As you already know, at the end of each podcast episode, our guest asks, asks a question related to equality to our next guest. So, in our last episode, we spoke with Andrea Pinto and Marie and Marina about the importance of mental health. The question they left for you is, what issue of discrimination do you feel ignored, looked over or completely dismissed as non-existent? And what measures do you think could be taken to, to raise more awareness about it? Yeah, so uh, there's something I caught on a, a few days ago and I didn't really know about it, so I did some more research because it really interested me and I think it's a good topic to, to bring uh, to answer that question and it is the autism in women and female, which is massively underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed or diagnosed very late in life. Uh, and what I found is that for years they've thought that autism was four times more common in men But with recent studies, they've just found out that that wasn't the issue. The, the issue was that the autism was still there, but it wasn't diagnosed properly. Uh, and because and that's because a lot of the characteristics of autism uh, go more unnoticed in women. And also because the majority of studies in autism have been done in white men. So it just goes undiagnosed for years and years. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. So we will start our interview and the first question we have for you is when did you start playing football and why this passion for the sport instead of any other? Yeah, so uh, I've played since I can remember with my dad since I was little. I've always played. I can't remember not playing. Uh, so I've always played in, in, in the weekend at school and all of that. And when I was 13, uh, I was playing basketball because there weren't really that many opportunities to play uh, football with just girls. But then uh, I found something and I could finally play in an all-female club. So I jumped at the opportunity and I've been playing ever since. Um, and in what clubs have you played? Uh, so the first year I played, uh, I played in Club Futebol Benfica, Fofó is the nickname. Then I changed and I played for three years in a club called Lisboa Sport Club. And now for the past three years I'm back at Fofó and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so why are you currently playing for Fofó right now? 
Yeah, first of all, because I've already played there before and I really liked it. Uh, and then because it's a club with a lot of history. They were, they were one of the pioneers of women's football. They were actually champions in 2014-15 back-to-back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I know they care about women's football and they invest in it, so it, I think it was a safe choice. Yeah. And what qualities have you learned from football that you consider value and important for your everyday life? So many. I think not only football but playing a sport is so valuable in general and I have a bias for like team sports I think those bring even more value because all the aspects of playing in, in a team and not relying only on yourself and having to deal with others and uh, like and their differences in personalities and whatnot and also I think a little bit I was captain for a couple of years so that oh, taught me a lot right. about leadership <laughs> yeah yeah and then time management though I'm not the best person to talk about <laughs> time management but it did teach me we'll go bit. there <laughs> uh, and what did you say it's the hardest part of working as a football team yeah uh, building on my previous response I think is dealing with everyone like it, it's not just you you can be doing your best and having like the best game of your life and someone else can make a mistake or something and that can be hard to digest sometimes but you just have to understand that it's not just you and you'll win together and you'll lose together yeah Your best is not the team best sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what did you say it's your favorite part of working as with your team in specific? I think it's it's the like you're there working towards something all together. Like you suffer together, you like you go through all those hours and then when it works out it's so much more rewarding. Uh, because it, it, all of us, it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> to celebrate together. Yeah, to celebrate together. You have mentioned that you also like Formula One. Do you consider that is a team sport or it's more individual? It's definitely a team sport, but I think it's it's a weird mix because yeah. like you're out there uh, doing your own thing, and then when like you go into a pit stop, you're fully in the hands of your team. Like it goes from being fully in your hands to being fully on the on, on their side, and that's stressful. It's very extreme because yeah. it's a very weird mix. Yeah. yeah, and then even when you're out there, you're still dependent on a bit dependent on them or putting you on the right place, putting you on the right strategy and tires and all of that. So it's, I don't think it's one or the other. It's a very, very weird mix. Yeah. And have you ever considered playing an individual sport, or you always wanted to do uh, team sports? I did do I did do a bit of judo when I was growing up, and I swam also, mm-hmm. but I didn't enjoy it as much because <laughs> I didn't get the same the same out of it. I yeah. prefer team sports much better. Maybe team motiv- uh, team motivation is very yeah, important yeah. for you to do well in your sports. Exactly. Even yeah. though in individual sports, when you're practicing, you're doing the same thing then you go and do your own thing when you're competing yeah. and there's not the same feeling of accomplishment I think yeah it's by your, you are like accomplished yeah. but by yourself yeah it doesn't feel it's not as rewarding I'd say yeah yeah And like you said in the like we said in the beginning, you study here at Catolica, which is a very demanding university. And we wanted to know how are you able to manage the workload with your football training schedules? As you already said that you are not the best at time management. No, not at all. So the first year here at Catolica was hard because we had classes in the morning. Uh, and I came home from practices at like midnight, 1 p.m. 1 a.m. And then yeah, I had to wake up really early and it was rough. 
Uh, but then it was kind of okay because I had some time in the afternoon to study and do yeah. all of that. Uh, the harsh part was the mornings. Now, in the second year, we only have afternoon classes, so it's yeah. much better because uh, I can wake up later when I come for practices. The only problem is that I don't have like I don't have a very big turnaround between classes and practices. I have to leave straight away, yeah. and sometimes the time to study because I'm not very organized just isn't there. And in terms of uh, having support from college here in Catalonia, since uh, men's football is considered professional and women's football is considered amateur, do you feel that they have more support than you or do you have any support at all? Uh, I wouldn't say I felt a huge support. Like I've had yeah. to miss classes to go to practice and I still mark as absence, even though the teacher was understanding, they're like, I can't do anything, I can, I can put you here as present. Uh, I've been... I had to skip games because I had exams, and yeah. if I skip an exam, I'd ha Catholica doesn't yeah, let me take it. Take yeah, I'd had to skip games, that happened. And what you were mentioning about men's football being professional, or there being more professional teams, is that, for example, I can be playing in the first division, and I'm not considered professional because it's amateur, and then I don't get to be a student athlete, and I don't have the benefits yeah, of being a student, student athlete. Yeah, because student athletes have that benefits yeah. that you can, if you have a lower average, but you can you can get in. You can get yeah, in. Yeah, you're, you're they're more flexible but with with schedules and practices. And schedules, yeah. yeah, and it's much much harder to reach the cut line of getting the, that status. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so unfair. And, as you know, our club spreads awareness for inequalities that take place in various aspects of our everyday life. Uh, it's no news that the sports world, specifically football, has been male-dominant for many years. Uh, have you ever experienced this unfair behavior directly or saw it happening with, for example, one teammate? Yeah, I think both. I think yeah. uh, even if you don't realize it, it's always there. Like, from when I was little, like asking to play with guys and they being like really reluctant to let me play and when they did let me play no one passed me the ball like I had it was, I know what, yeah, what that is like no one passed me the ball I had to I had to like get it myself show that I could play something and then they'd eventually start Fascinating to me. Play, yeah. yeah, what I found out was that if you had a guy friend that went with you, like he passed you the ball, so all the other guys like started like also passing yeah, you the you ball. Yeah, you can see that you actually yeah. can play. And but you, you needed to have someone there to, yeah. to, to yeah. That's, yeah. Do you have any suggestions of what could be done to shift people's mentalities on this topic and to promote a more equal sports world? I think we're already doing a lot. It's been improving a lot over the years. Uh, you can see that by the number of women playing football, by like the, the World Cup viewership, the number of people that saw it and that see big games. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a game in Barcelona and there in their stadium Camp No, which had like 90,000 people. Yeah, it was full eyes. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> which was a record. Uh, and I think it's a small thing. For example, in my club, We're, as I've told you, we have a big history of women's football and they're very supportive of it. But it's the small things, for example, like our practices are the last ones. The guys always get yeah. to train first. And it gets to the point that like the guys team, like adult men, train before the 15-year-old girls. You get the girls. leftovers. Yeah, we get like the, the little spots. We don't have like jerseys and anything. They they get the, their things washed. We have to they bring have their names in their shirts. They have their names, they, yeah. They have like baskets. Maybe they stuff. have more than one or... They have yeah. more than one, yeah. And mind you, they're like in the lower divisions and yeah. we're always up top. 
So yeah, and I also think that there's uh, some things that have to change. For example, like uh, jerseys and all of that. They they have what they call like the women's model, which is like fit it differently yeah. and then it's very example, tight yeah it's tighter and the shorts are shorter and they're like tight on the waist and I'm like why do you need that for we're playing yeah we don't need that kind of and stuff and in is in all sports not only football but yeah. in all women's sports that happens have you seen have you seen the scandal I think it was like the last year uh, in the beach handball something where they have they're forced oh. to play in bikinis yeah they're yeah yeah, yeah they like have like It's yeah. like underwear. It's, un- it's, it's underwear. Bikini, yeah. Like they forced to play in bikinis, like in in beach volleyball, and of course that's uncomfortable because yeah. you're moving, you're playing around, and things are going to shift out of place, and it's not nice to be. You maybe in football is the one that is a little bit more covered than the others, yeah. but do you still feel uncomfortable with it? Yeah, with and it? yeah, and we got to a point that in our like in our equipment bag we had like a mix of like guys jerseys and women's jerseys and everyone just ran to grab the guys jersey yeah yeah because there's so much better comfortable yeah because yeah. we don't need that when you're when you're playing you need to be comfortable you don't need yeah, to be yeah. looking whatever you need to be able to move like to be able to do your best yes yeah. exactly and the, the thing I was telling you about in the beach handball I think it was World Cup or something yeah, yeah, the, I think there was not the Norwegian team they just refused to play in in the bikini they played with like a proper shirt and shorts and they were like fined uh, and they're almost really? banned from playing and then I think Pink that you know, part I didn't even, know Yeah, yeah and she came and she was like, I'm going to pay you guys, it's fine, <laughs> so you can keep that's, playing. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, um, do you have good support, like, in terms of therapists, massages, physiotherapy in your club? Yeah, I, I know that's something that women's football is much better than other women's sports, because in that aspect, I think we are well supported. Like, we, I've always had... Even when I was like under 17, under, under 19, I've always had like a, a physical therapy. There's also someone there to help you. Uh, and especially now, this is my first senior year. Uh, and I went up to the like the A team. And the amount of people we have, I cannot believe it. We have like a coach, a second coach, a third coach, uh, a guy that watches the videos, uh, the like the physic, the guy that gets us in shape, uh, the massage, uh, a psychologist, uh, the physical therapist, we have so many people. Yeah, I didn't know that, I thought that there wasn't so many people in foot, in women's football, but I think that in other sports, in other like volleyball and basketball, maybe they don't have that much support as no. football. Yeah, even that, it, even that in men's sports, they're so, like they have nothing, even men's sports, so imagine women's sports. Yeah. It's even worse, yeah. So in that aspect, we're a bit better, I think. Do you feel like there is an elite within the football club sometimes? Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, there's always there's always a little bit of an elite. There's the favorites, either because there's something to the coach, there's something to someone in the club. Uh, and there's also like the, the like oldish players that... Uh, before used to be like they won championships and stuff and they're still a little bit on that and they're they're still a bit of an elite because they're still playing they're still very praised for that even though it was a long time ago and you should like bet on young girls to develop more I think that happens a lot like in every not only in sports but in every profession it It does it always we can't ignore it because it always happens 
everywhere. It does, it does. I think it's something that everyone that plays sports, especially team sports, but I bet it also happens in individual yeah. sports. You're gonna have to do with it. Yeah, you're right. Do you feel like gender equality within football has improved through all these years, or do you think it remains the same? No, it has definitely improved. When I started playing, uh, the big clubs weren't even like they didn't even have teams. Uh, there was no Sporting, no Benfica, no, no, there's still no Porto, but that's a whole <laughs> different matter. Even uh, Benfica is recent. They're, really, yeah. they're the most recent one, yeah. yeah. They had to start from the bottom and go yeah. up, but the other teams got a free pass into the, yeah. the first, yeah, but there were no big clubs. And uh, like you couldn't, like there was nothing lower than under 17s. If you were under that, you either played with girls like four or five years older, or you played with guys. And then there's, there was a thing, it still exists and it bothers me, is that uh, under 17s, they play seven aside. Uh, and they play like 25 minutes or 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. And meanwhile, in guys football, they've been playing 11 aside since they're like 11. And, yeah, and the whole time. Since. And yeah, almost yeah. the whole time. And then when you're under 19, you play nine aside. And it's so weird. Really? You basically only like, play. Why yeah. don't women can play like. Uh, With 11 people yeah, and... Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. You only get to play 11 aside basically when you're not a, a, like a, a young football player. When, you, yeah, when you've like been training these whole years with not the normal size of a team and not a normal... Yeah. It's not like the right way to, pra to train exactly. a... Yeah. I think that's impairing like women's ability because you're not practicing the same thing. It's different. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's not even the same sport. Yeah, it is. It's not... And do you have hope that hope that football and the whole sports world will reach full equality over the next few years? I'm very hopeful that it will, but I, I don't know to what extent that's realistic. Uh, I know there's the whole thing of equal pay going on right now. Yeah. I won't be naive and say that we need equal pay because I understand that you need equal viewership, equal yeah. sponsors, and that's hard to get. But I think we're starting to get there, and a lot of national teams are now playing, paying the same to the women's team, which I think is more than fair. But to get there on like uh, like actual clubs, I think it's going to take time because we need to build up all the like the fans, the viewership, and all of that. Have to start from the bottom. And yeah, and we need to gain all of that because before we can be fully equal in all aspects. I think. Yeah, you're right. Do you feel like there is a snowball? Uh, in football, like for example, e football uh, female games don't pass in television, so people don't watch it. People don't watch it. Like, do you have no sponsors? Like, do you feel like this is a yeah. really messed up thing to get out of? Yeah, it's always the same. Like, it doesn't go on TV. You don't have sponsors. You don't have money. You don't have money. You don't have sponsors. You don't have sponsors. You don't go on TV. People don't watch. It's always the same thing. Uh, but it's getting better. Like this year, uh, Sport TV, the sports channel. Yeah finally uh, signed a deal to pass to broadcast some games uh, but they only broadcast the big ones of course yeah. and there was a funny moment I didn't know this happened and one time I was like going through channels yeah. and suddenly on Sport TV 1 a female game like Benfica like, Sporting Whoa. and I was like oh my god what is this is this happening is it on TV yeah because yeah. people sometimes doesn't even know there is a game because it doesn't pass on television yeah yeah. usually like you had Sporting 
TV, which always played uh, the sporting games. Uh, and then you had Benfica TV, which only played the, uh, the Benfica games. And then there was something really demotivating, because I told you, I think, before, that Benfica started in the lower division, mm-hmm. and they just went up. Yeah. So their first two years were in lower division. So the games that broadcasted on TV <laughs> were like humiliating because they were like they were winning they, they were good because they hired like the good ones but they have to start from the yeah. bottom yeah yeah so like they were winning like 15 nil 16 nil and if people saw that it's like well, oh, women's football is a joke and that's like yeah that, that's that the image hard. that passes to, to the other. and we are now reaching the end of today's podcast episode and before we say goodbye to you we would like you to take part of our ritual So I'll ask you to give us a question you would like to see answered by our, by our next podcast guests. Yeah, so my question takes quite a bit of build-up, but I'll, yeah. I'll start introducing it. Uh, so as you know, like girls and women play far less sports than, than guys. It's yeah. always been like that. So And there's like a variety of factors for that. So my question for the next guest uh, is I wanted to know if they've ever felt uh, like a girl or something that they couldn't do sports the same way for a variety of reasons for example like cultural reasons like feeling or being told that sports are for boys or uh, because of accessibility or variety for example like there not being an opportunity to continue playing your yeah. sport or not being a convenient opportunity or for example the sport you want to play is not available available for females uh, or lastly for example for a lack of female coaching staff or female role models to look look up to and I wanted to know if they've never played sports because of one of those reasons. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you so much for your time and value insights. I, it was a pleasure having you here with us, so thank, thank you. you for coming. Feel free to always reach out on our social media accounts. You'll find us under the name Equality in Business on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Looking forward to talking to you in two weeks and until then, stay healthy and safe.